0: Welcome to Exodus California. I'm your host, Joanne Kraft, and my husband, Paul, will be your co-host as we share our story about how we left California and made our home in the rolling hills of Tennessee. Exodus California is a podcast for Californians who've had enough and are getting ready to pull the trigger and make that move out of a state they once loved. Some of you may be thinking of moving to Arizona or Idaho. Many more of you will land in Texas or even Nevada. But for those of you thinking about Tennessee, this podcast is where you'll discover lots of valuable information on just how to make that move. There's a mass exodus out of the Golden State happening today. The beautiful Western state was once a coveted destination for millions of families who moved there because they wanted better opportunities, better weather, and the freedom to enjoy both. But sadly, California is not the same today. I'm a third generation Californian and I completely understand all the reasons you fell in love with California, but I also understand all the reasons you're thinking about leaving her now. On our show, we'll talk about all those questions you have about moving to Tennessee, things like taxes, real estate prices, churches, public schools, crime rates, tornadoes, and yes, we'll even talk about the one thing that scares a Californian most of all, humidity. Once we moved our family to Tennessee, our company has not stopped and we seriously love it. We just love having people here. We've shown so much real estate and so many have fallen in love with the state we moved to. I'm telling you, the word is out, many have moved here and we don't just talk to our family, we talk to friends and friends of friends and even strangers on a weekly basis. People who wanna know all the details about how we did what we did when we moved to Tennessee with no friends waiting, no family here to help us, and no job on the horizon, and honestly, it was the best decision we have ever made. We pray this podcast encourages you, answers some questions, and gives you the help you need to start planning your very own exodus from California. Welcome to Exodus, California, moving to Tennessee. I am your host, Joanne Kraft, and I am here with my co-host and husband, Paul Kraft. Hey, y'all. So today, today we are talking about planning your escape. Today, you're going to hear practical ways to leave California in a hurry. And just like your favorite movie, Paul, about the Von Trapp family in The Sound of Music when they fled the Germans... There is something about a great escape that everybody is just like, they, they're, the tension, the anxiety, they're rooting for that person to escape.
1: Yeah, those words have never been used to describe the sound of music at all. <laughs> I'm more thinking about Steve McQueen jumping over a fence on a motorcycle. Now that's a great escape.
0: Okay. So today we are going to help you plan your great escape. And so what does that look like? Well, I'm hoping you have a pen and a piece of paper because I'm going to go through uh, just a calendar year of some ideas, some tips on what you should be doing and just a little bit of a calendar of ideas. So your escape from California will be as painless and stress-free as possible.
1: And In terms of why we're talking about this subject, one is that it is stressful to move. regardless whether you're moving across the street or you're moving 2,300 miles, moving is one of the most stressful things that a couple, a family goes through. And so one of the things you wanna do is ease that stress. One of the reasons why we're talking about it is because this is something that we've actually done. And when we decided to move out of Tennessee, a lot of the burden for this fell on Joanne because I still had to work. I still had my practice I was doing. Joanne was at home with the kids. So a lot of the preparation and getting ready and planning all these things out was done by Joanne. So she actually speaks firsthand knowledge about it. I will
0: say there are two kinds of people. There are those people who have traveled a lot or have moved a lot. And then there are people like, like my family I would say my family, we moved to California and we never moved anywhere anywhere else again for generations and generations. So moving out of state was so foreign to me.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say there are two kinds of people in the world, those that are indifferent and those that are apathetic. Which one am I? I don't know and I don't care.
0: Mm -hmm. Your humor is not as funny as you think it is sometimes. First off, here's what you have to do. You need to talk to those people that you're going to be escaping with. And you are going to make a plan. You are going to set a date and time for the great escape. You're going to set a date and time that's reasonable, that you can agree on. And for Paul and I, we set a date and time. I got to tell you, that was a stressful thing for me because as it got closer, I found myself, as much as I did want to leave, I found myself trying to self-sabotage it.
1: And it can be kind of daunting and feel overwhelming to the point where you just want to quit. And, uh, and even I reached that point you know, near the end where I'm like, is this really gonna be worth it? Is this something that we really wanna spend the time and the emotional energy to pursue? And uh, I can tell you eight years later, couldn't be happier.
0: But one of the things that we did is we, before we even set a date and time, we said, we're going to give it two years. We're gonna give it two years. And no matter what, we're going to try our hardest to make it work.
1: Because I didn't want to get into a situation where, you know, we came out here and, you know, 30 days in, we quit. We just go, this is too hard. We should just go back. Because we, we really didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what some of the speed bumps were going to be, what some of the hurdles were going to be, the successes, the failures. We had no idea. But we wanted to make sure that we weren't, you know, getting discouraged and giving up too soon. So we feared two years... If we can't make it work in two years, then it's just not going to work.
0: And for those of you who don't listen to episodes of podcasts in order, you can hear our... And we
1: know who you are.
0: (laughs) You can hear our story on episode one. And you can hear a little bit more about who we are, uh, what we're about, and what caused us to pull the trigger and move to Tennessee. And I'm going to be bragging here. A good eight years before... Ben Shapiro with the Daily Wire before Joe Rogan, before most everybody left California. We left. So, 6 months to a year. 6 months to a year before you move, I want you to do the following things. Read the local newspaper. Pay attention to the newspaper and the news in the state that you're moving to. Hopefully it's Tennessee, but follow the weather out here. Read the news. Uh, Go as as small as you can, the local news, and maybe maybe get on a a newsletter for the school that your kids are going to go to. Subscribe to that. Zero in on the area or the city six months to a year and start spying out that land.
1: Tennessee, the newspaper for the state of Tennessee is called The Tennessean. It's published out in Nashville but it's the largest newspaper in Tennessee, and so you should definitely be checking out their website. But most counties and, and even some cities will also have a more regional local newspaper that talks about you know, more regional and local issues. So you definitely wanna check out the Tennessean and then whatever the local paper is or, or local news uh, website for whatever city or county you're considering moving to.
0: If you're looking at moving to Franklin or Brentwood or Williamson County uh, where we live, I would recommend uh, reading the Williamson Herald. That is the county uh, newspaper here. But before we get into kind of the checklist of what you should be doing, I'm just gonna say something from the get-go. As adults who have parents, don't spring it on your parents if you can help it. I know every relationship is different and this is a pretty subjective topic, but I also know of people who don't say something to their parents and they wait till the last minute because they're afraid to bring it up It it's going to be hard no matter what sometimes, but springing it on family that you're leaving, I don't recommend that. What do you think about that, Paul?
1: Well, again, every relationship is different, Mm -hmm. but you also know your family better than anybody else does. So you know whether or not you're going to get support or whether you're going to get hostility. We've heard from some people who uh, told family, hey, we're moving to Tennessee. And the response was, good for you. I wish we could. Or we're coming right behind you. Or what can we do to help you? And there's also been the opposite of how could you? How dare you leave California? Nobody has treated you as good as California does uh, or will. You can't do what you can do there. How could you? So you get the whole gamut of responses. But I agree with Joanne. The sooner that you deal with that response, whatever it's going to be, the better off you're going to be and the the less stressful your move is going to be because it's anxiety-inducing to have these difficult conversations. So the sooner you get that off of your list – the less anxious you're going to be about it. The hardest thing too is when you have kids involved and
0: you're taking grandkids out of state. That's that's heartbreaking for the grandparents. Um, and some have to stay in California for health reasons or work reasons. So uh, we do understand that. Hopefully, your uh, the grandparents will take advantage of of the time they have and make the most of it. But if they don't, uh, you know that's on them. That's that's not on you. So, checklist here. First, I'm going to say something that you you probably would never imagine me doing, Paul, but I think now that I know better, I would do better. Uh, create a moving binder with a checklist.
1: That's always a very good idea to help you stay organized and on track because things are going to come up that you didn't anticipate both good and bad. So things may fall into place faster than you thought, or some things may never fall into place at all. But by having a binder that has, for example, moving companies and places to stay when you get here and different routes you might take to get here, you're going to fly, you're going to drive. Having those things kind of laid out uh, definitely makes it a less anxiety-inducing experience.
0: And for those of you who just, you know, organization is your love language, this is the place for you to keep phone numbers, notes like Paul said, a to-do list for each month. Uh, you can also keep track of of what you're spending on the move because you are going to have to do, uh, create a budget for that move before you leave. And it's, it's very important because one of the things that, well, I worked uh, at a police department as a 911 dispatcher, and we decided when we made our plan for finances that I would, uh, because I was part-time, that my money would pay for the uh, moving van. And um, so that's a place, your, your binder, to keep all that information and, and what you're spending. And it's just very helpful, guys, to start at the beginning with organization.
1: And I know some of you're th- saying right now, Not a problem for me. I'm type A personality. I am OCD. Now here's why you're not really OCD, because when you really get to the advanced level of OCD that I am, you'll call it CDO. Mm
0: -hmm. So, three to five months ahead of your plan, ahead of your escape, here's what you should be looking at doing. And I, I just titled this, Shed Some Weight. And by weight, I mean stuff. We all have stuff. Uh, This is when you should be going through your garage, going through your 12 junk drawers in the kitchen, uh, going under the beds in the kids' room. You know, be careful about that because some of the things I discovered, you just can't unsee what we saw with our four kids. Um, But this is your chance to start shedding the weight and the things that you decide to take with you and the, the things that you don't decide to take with you.
1: And as Dave Ramsey says... Sell so much stuff that the kids think they're next. (laughs) You can't get rid of enough stuff. You will be surprised. I don't care how big a trailer gets dropped off. You will be surprised at how much stuff you're moving. And honestly, when you get to your location, you're going to realize that most of that stuff you probably didn't need to bring with you.
0: And so when you start going through your things, you guys know the the deal. Make three piles, a throwaway, giveaway, and keep. And like Marie Kondo says, uh, if it sparks joy, you keep it. But this needs to spark so much joy that it sheds a tear because you're going to be paying per pound for most of you when you load up that moving van.
1: Ask yourself this question. Would you buy that object again if you had the opportunity to? Because essentially you're paying money to move it, meaning that you are buying it in Tennessee
0: and try not to be bitter when you do have that one item that might possibly be a scarecrow that you put out every fall and it sparks joy and you keep it but then when you move to Tennessee you can't find it again and you knew your husband hated it and then you can't find it somehow there was a some kind of scarecrow kidnapping
1: uh, from the garage to the moving van I should have put that in your binder And of all the stuff I could have gotten rid of, the scarecrows at the bottom of the list. Mm
0: -hmm. That's what you say. But every fall, I have to forgive my husband. So three to five months ahead, start shedding some weight, guys. Don't wait to the last minute to have a garage sale. And I know that uh, some of you, I know it's going into winter as you're hearing this. But uh, now is the time. Start giving away things. So about two months ahead of time, guys, this is when you should start... Collecting those moving boxes, those packing uh, throws. Uh, this is when you should start getting uh, packing those non-essentials two months ahead of time, uh, and even before you should be calling moving companies, getting prices. Uh, we used uh, actually the company that we used, and again this was eight years ago, so I'm I'm it could be different now, but the best price and for what we needed, we used ABF Freight.
1: And understand we don't get anything from abf freight they're not paid advertisers we don't get a referral fee you don't need to tell them oh paul and joanne sent us if you tell them that you'll just get some weird look like who are paul and joanna why are they sending you to us but it was a good company they did a good job for us they provided a service that really worked well for us in which they just drop off a trailer you load it up they drive it out you unload it so we like that service and you know they drop the trailer off. You're responsible for everything else. If you want full service moving, there's plenty of moving companies that'll do that.
0: And what we did, because we were trying to make it the most cost effective, uh, we uh, drove our Suburban out. We packed our Suburban with the things that are essentials for living in, you know, for a few weeks. And then we packed everything up in that trailer. I would recommend you having a friend like we did, who was a truck driver, because he was fantastic. He was from our church, and he was fantastic at packing things so they didn't break. I mean, he did a great job, wouldn't you say?
1: He's the reason why everything got here in one piece. So, yeah, it was really uh, phenomenal. So a couple months ahead of time, you know, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know who you are who did that. So thank you. So a couple months ahead of time, you start
0: kind of planning and you can start packing the uh, things that you can pack, pack up your garage, pack up parts of your kitchen. You're probably not going to use a KitchenAid mixer for a couple months. Um, Start packing those things. And then about a month ahead of time, that's when you should start packing your kids essentials uh, those things maybe uh, a couple outfits i mean don't overpack. where you're moving to uh, tennessee has walmart you don't need to pack every single thing you're not going to a third world country uh, so make sure you pack light uh, i would also recommend begin eating everything in your refrigerator you don't have to do a bunch of grocery shopping if your pantry or refrigerator is anything like mine uh, we could probably live a couple months without going to the grocery store
1: and one month ahead of time is also a good time to live as though you're in tennessee in terms of the items that you actually need to take with you that you don't want to put in the in the moving van that's a good opportunity for you to for example you know see something sitting on your kitchen countertop you haven't touched in two weeks Okay, well maybe that can go in the moving van and not take up space in the car that we're going to be driving. So it's a good opportunity for you to actually figure out what you're really going to be using and what you can really afford to pack into the truck.
0: And I'm going to be including a a document in our show notes so you can actually print off a checklist and uh, in it will be things like uh, a month ahead, you're going to want to contact your utility company, see if there's anything you need to do uh, when it comes to shutting things off, transferring registration. Those kind of things are important that you, um, you don't do at the last minute. Is there anything I'm missing, Paul, about one month ahead of time, do you think? I
1: don't think so.
0: And I do recommend playing a game with your kids. Uh, This is the game that I played when we cleaned out the pantry, Make Moving Fun. Uh, We played a game called How Old Is That Soy Sauce? Um, That was um, the expiration date on the soy sauce that we had. I think that was the winning what we found in the pantry that was I think as old as our marriage it was pretty terrible so make it fun with your kids I mean because it is going to be a stressful time for your children as you're taking things down um, I would recommend you know packing their room up last uh, just because it is a transition for kids depending on their age uh, they're going to be probably acting out in different ways you know in Teenagers, they will definitely let you know uh, as the kids are, you know, probably literal or grammar school age. What you're going to find is they're going to be more upset about other things that make no sense. They're going to be over upset. Well, that's just their way of handling some of the stress that they may not be able to communicate to you two things I don't want to forget to mention. One is have a plan for when you get here as well. Uh, There's a lot of things that you won't be able to plan, but one of the things we did is instead of running a storage unit here, we rented a house first and then we used our garage as our storage. So that kind of killed two birds with one stone. Try and think outside of the box. Don't hesitate to email us if you have any questions. Uh, there's about a hundred different ways to make your way from California to Tennessee, but you need to find the right one
1: for you. If you think from this attitude, instead of saying, we can't do this, we can't do that, ask yourself this question, how can I? Because that changes your perspective and your outlook and forced you to come up with solutions. So for example, how can I find a place to live in Tennessee if I'm in California? Well, we can help you with that. Or maybe you say, well, I don't want to you know, rent a place until I get there. How can I do that? Well, then you might stay in a hotel until you find a place to rent. So there's options out there. There's Airbnb that you can do some long-term rentals on. So always ask yourself the question, how can I? And usually the solution will present itself. And before we talk about
0: uh, the last a week before you leave and the q and I want to include from the listeners, I want to mention that if you are looking for some incredible people to help you find real estate in Tennessee, and that doesn't just mean you moving here. That means investment property, the whole gamut. Make sure to email us at movingtotennessee at gmail.com. That's movingtotennessee at gmail.com because we would love, 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 love to help you make Tennessee home. Week one. It's a week before you need to go. Before I share what to do, I want to say one thing you might want to do. Let's go back to a year before you leave one of the things that we did is we said goodbye to a lot of little places in California that we thought we wouldn't be seeing for quite a while. Uh, That included relatives, that included locations. We did our best to kind of have kind of like a final, a farewell tour, uh, if you will, of special spots.
1: So we went to Disneyland, we went up to the Redwoods, we went to San Diego, Tahoe. So yeah, we did all those things, made a couple of trips into San Francisco. Just knowing that, yeah, we're probably not going to spend our dollars to come back and visit San Francisco uh, or spend our dollars to go to Disneyland in L.A. when we now have the option of going to Disney World in Orlando.
0: Well, and our listeners now probably have no desire to go to San Francisco when Disneyland's closed. So that took two off their bucket list for them right there. To kind of plan a little farewell tour, go to your favorite, we went to our favorite Italian restaurant. We went to our favorite, there was a lot of food-related goodbyes, I would say, in California. One week before you leave, uh, this is when maybe you sell your extra car that you don't want to take cross country. This is where a week before where maybe you um, tell all those friends that say whatever you need, all those friends telling you whatever it is that you, we can do to help you, take them up on that and and hand them a broom and tell them we could really use your help cleaning up the house or cleaning up the yard or whatever that is. Make sure you um, kind of, kind of call in those chips and ask your friends you know you know that you really do need some help what else would you think of Paul a week before
1: well so one of the things you can do too, and we encountered this and I go back to the how can I do this when we moved here we didn't know where we were gonna be living we had no idea so we stayed in a hotel for nine days while we looked for a rental property so we didn't know what our address was gonna be in Tennessee uh, right away so the question became well how am I gonna get the mail. For our personal mail, for my business, how am I going to get my mail forwarded to Tennessee when I don't even know where I'm going to be. So again, how can I? Well, I started to do some research on it. One of the things that you can do is you can have mail sent general delivery to the local post office. And so the post office will hold the mail until you come and pick it up. So for us, we moved to to Williamson County and the local post office we were going to. Uh, I had it sent general delivery, so it was addressed to me, general delivery with the city and zip code where the post office was located, and then every couple three days I would go in there and, and pick up the mail. Now, you know you can do it for as long as you want, but you know it does put a burden on the postal workers there. It's something extra that they have to deal with. So be respectful and, and you know make it as temporary as possible. But that's one way to to you know get your mail forwarded to Tennessee while uh, you're trying to find a permanent address here. Once you get settled in. Make sure you've planned some time to just kind of relax and decompress. Whatever that looks like for you. For us, we took a trip to New Orleans. So the family once we got settled in our rental home, we took a trip to New Orleans uh, as a family. Which is only 8 hours from the Nashville yeah. area. Yes, yeah, it's, it's 8 hours away. So, you know, make sure you plan something in there because it is going to be tiring. It is going to be stressful, and so you do need to plan something where you take a couple of days and go to the Smoky Mountains or know, Hollywood. Take or... advantage of, you know, what the state has to offer for you and plan that into your schedule
0: and if those places are cost prohibitive for you uh, everything's brand new for your kids so everything is an adventure that means anything free uh, again, we're going to tell you to look up Miss Cheap with the Tennesseans. You can Google her and she'll have places to go and things to do. And there's also rivers and lakes and creeks. And all
1: of those things are free, guys. There's so much you can do here for free. One other quick plug, Tennessee State Parks. Every Tennessee State Park has some kind of ranger-led activity. And it's usually you know, somewhat tailored to the park that you're in. So if the park has a lake, they'll have hikes around the lake or they'll have canoe trips on the lake and the rangers lead these hikes and tell you about the particular park. So there's a lot of those activities uh, that are available and that has already been prepaid for you by the taxpayers. There's no additional fee for most of those things. Sometimes they'll have an activity fee if they're gonna be using supplies but it's not cost prohibitive
0: nominal. Very, very little bit. And they do things like hiking at night when you can see the fireflies. So yeah, that's a great idea, Paul. Think of those things. Think outside the box. So Q and a from our listeners. First question. I'm going to lob this one to you, dear. What about healthcare in Tennessee? Is there healthcare in Tennessee? Do we have doctors here?
1: We do. We have uh, doctors. We have state-of-the-art medical facilities. So one of the best hospitals in the world is located at Vanderbilt, which is a teaching university that has a medical school attached to it. One of the top children's hospitals uh, is here in uh, the Nashville uh, area. Uh, every St. Thomas, I... isn't it? No, that's Monroe Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt. Healthcare is a major industry here in Tennessee. So some of the healthcare companies are are located here. Uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital is out in Memphis. So, healthcare is available here as much as it is in California. And here's one of the things that I fall back on Steve Jobs, who uh, was the CEO of Apple, multi, multi millionaire, uh, could have gotten healthcare anywhere he wanted to. And near the end of his life, when he was dealing with uh, his illness, he chose to come to Tennessee. So, if Tennessee medical care is good enough for Steve Jobs, I think it's probably good enough for me. But he died. He died, Paul. Well, he's dead. We all do.
0: Life is a terminal condition. But healthcare, one of the things I am going to say to my California listeners, there is no Kaiser in Tennessee. So for those of you who love Kaiser because you're used to it, it's your favorite, there is no Kaiser here. There's Kaiser in Atlanta, I believe, and also I believe Huntsville, Alabama, which is about 90 minutes from us, south of us. But other than that, healthcare is happening out here. I've never been around so many doctors, honestly.
1: Yeah, so healthcare should not be a concern of yours uh, if you're just looking for general health care. If you have some specific illness, okay, Yeah, you, if you need specialized treatment, you want to make sure that, that treatment's available in Tennessee. But for the most part, any health care you need is going to be available here.
0: And Middle Tennessee is definitely more dense with hospitals than Eastern Tennessee, I would say. But hospitals are still all over the state. Next question, are Tennesseans hostile to
1: Californians? No, they're not hostile to Californians just because you're from California. Where you will experience some hostility is if you're coming from California claiming that you're going to change Tennessee, that you're going to enlighten the Tennesseans here and show them the true way that exists in California and how California did things is far superior than how Tennessee does things. That's where you're going to experience the hostility. You're going to find Tennessee to be a very warm and welcoming open place to come to. Uh, Unless, again, your goal is to change it. And the kind of common refrain is, if California politics worked and created the utopia that they claim to try to create, then you wouldn't have left California. So that's really the only hostility you're going to get. And that's true, I shouldn't say just coming from California. People coming from other states looking to move to Tennessee for the purpose of changing Tennessee are going to be, you know, met with uh, some... Level of hostility is a strong word.
0: I would but, say they're more at arm's length. Yeah. They're not going to be shouting at you or being no. rude to you. They're just they're not going to embrace you,
1: right. I would say. Because you, the people who live here, by and large, love where they live. And they're not looking to change it. So people want to come in and change it. You're going to find that that's, that's where the quote-unquote hostility comes from. It's uh, not from the fact that you're from California.
0: I, I think they embrace those that are escaping uh, oh, California. Yeah. Tennesseans know more about California than most of you do. I'll tell you that. I, I've never met. I, I was shocked about that. The Tennesseans know what's happening in California. Uh, so last question, Paul, before we wrap this up, what would you do differently if you were to move uh, right now?
1: Well, first of all, I would have moved a lot sooner than I did if I could do it differently. I would have come out here a whole lot sooner. Um, You know, I'm not really sure there's too much I would have done differently. I mean, we always assume that when we go back and we say, well, if I could go back and do something differently, we always assume that the result would be better. So we always assume, well, gee, if I could go back to high school, I would do this differently. And then we always assume that we're going to end up in a better spot than where we're at now. So I don't know that I really would have done anything differently. um, Other than, like I said, move sooner would have been what I wish I had done. But, you know, the, the way things have worked out, I'm pretty happy with where we're at. And so I wouldn't necessarily go back and change anything. Because, again, there's no guarantee that changing it makes it better.
0: And last, I'd like to say, you know, if you're planning your escape make sure you understand this very, very important thing. No matter what plan you make, no matter how many months in advance you you fill out your move, moving binder and your checklist is marked off, expect the unexpected. There is always something that comes up um, that you uh, missed or that you didn't expect. Uh, I, there's a saying, blessed are the flexible. So just remember that um, your kids are watching and uh, this is a great adventure. And you're doing something that hopefully your kids will have the courage to do if they ever needed to do. Uh, you're, you're instilling courage because if there's two reasons why you're listening to this podcast and still doing nothing about leaving, I mean, that's outside of maybe another, your, your partner doesn't want to move. One is ignorance, the other is fear. Uh, you're not ignorant anymore. You have podcasts. We've given you lots of information. So is it fear? What's holding you back? Because you need to understand, for us, we were afraid even when we stepped out. I wasn't 100% sure of of what would happen. Uh, it wasn't all roses and rainbows. Uh, it still is, is uh, coming to the unknown. But we're here to tell you uh, it is worth it, and it's the best decision we've ever
1: made. And there is highly unlikely that there's going to be anything that comes up so unexpected that it's just going to shatter uh, everything that you've worked for. Um, So talking about unexpected, here's the unexpected thing that happened for us, you know what I'm going to say? So we earn a hotel for nine days. I'm still having to work in California because I'm not licensed yet in Tennessee when we first get here. So I still have to spend time working for my clients in California. And uh, so we finally find a house. We move into it. We call the cable company up to get internet and the guy says, yeah, we'll be out in two days. I'm like, okay, that's fine. For two days I can, I can figure a workaround. The uh, person comes out from the cable company to hook up our internet walks around the house a couple, three times, knocks on the door and says, hey, has there ever been cable at this house? I'm like, I don't know, we're renting it, so I have no idea. He walks around the house a couple more times, he comes back and goes, there's no cable at this house. Nobody ever ran a cable line from the street to the house. So we have to have a company, a crew come out to bury a line from the pole out at the street, underground to the house, and then once they do that, I can come and hook up your cable or your internet. And I'm thinking, okay, that's great, because I need internet to work. How long is that gonna take? Oh, it should take about four to five weeks for them to come out. So for four to five weeks, the unexpected happened. We rented a house, the only house on the street, that had no internet access to it. And this was a house that uh, had been around since the Mm mid-90s, and no internet access. So for four weeks, I went to the local Starbucks, and that's where I worked. So I figured out a way. I said, how can I do this? And that's how we, we did it. And then they finally got uh, internet. So yes, it was unexpected, but it didn't shatter uh, what we were trying to accomplish.
0: I have to tell you something. Yesterday, it's so funny you tell that story. Yesterday, uh, it we had some snow flurries here. And Paul said to me, uh, hey, do you want to go for a drive? Because Paul and I love to drive around Tennessee uh, when when the seasons are changing or it's snowing. So we ran and got a coffee. And do you know that I took a picture yesterday of that very spot that you would go to um, when you didn't have Wi-Fi? I just took a picture of that yesterday. Freaky. Right, that's hecka cool. How it's cool! Twilight Zone stuff. That was when I went in and talked to the barista and and said, she said, "Oh, hey, do you have it under any other name but Joanne?" And I said, "Paul and Joanne, uh, like the Newmans, but not as attractive." And she had no clue what I was talking about.
1: All right, that's to be expected.
0: I don't get it. How do you not know who the Newmans are, Paul Newman?
1: I don't know. I don't know who most of the young stars are. So we're even. So if you're
0: planning your great escape, guys, make sure to reach out to us. We'd love to help you make Tennessee home. Don't be discouraged by your binder and all the checklists. Uh, There's a great saying and and it goes like this. How do you eat an elephant? One little bite
1: at a time. Or you find a different restaurant. What are you eating?
0: Thanks for listening to Exodus California. We are so grateful for listeners like you. Show us your appreciation and subscribe and share this podcast with all your friends. If you'd like to receive personalized real estate listings, email us at movingtotennessee at gmail.com. That's movingtotennessee at gmail.com. And let us help you make Tennessee home. You don't know what to say after that?
1: (laughs) I'm more thinking about Paul Newman jumping over a barbed wire fence on a motorcycle. (laughs) That's an escape.
0: I don't get it. How do you not know who the
1: Newmans are? Paul Newman. I don't know. I don't know who most of the young stars are, so we're even. All right, dear, barbecue's ready.